Hi there and welcome to Hugh. My name is Darren and this is part two following on from the podcast A Crutch or a God. Today we will talk about the supernatural. What do we mean by the supernatural? The supernatural is defined as events or things that cannot be explained by nature or science and come from beyond or to originate from the spiritual world. It is a subject that will never go away because it affects many people and in so many different ways. Some people feel presences, have visions, encounters with ghosts or spirits, objects moving around their home and so on. There are so many supernatural activities going on with people, you would have to have your head buried in sand to deny its existence. And yet many people do not talk about it for fear of being ridiculed. And at the same time, many people do not know nor understand what they have experienced. So is the supernatural just another world or does it prove that there is a God? The answer to the question, does most supernatural activity prove that there is a God? The simple answer is no, but it does prove there is another world outside of our own that interacts with ours. Now I'll ask the same question in a different way. Does the way the supernatural operates prove there is a God? The answer to that is yes. And I'll explain why and I will give a couple of my testimonies too. Firstly, I will answer why most supernatural activity does not prove there is a God. A lot of the supernatural activity that people encounter does not reveal a God in any way. It comes to people in all sorts of strange forms. Ghosts or spirits that move around certain places, usually depicting lost souls of people, or people from the dead trying to communicate in some way by moving objects around, leaving marks, making strange noises, some acting peacefully, while others act very aggressively. Sometimes it can be a presence felt, warm or cold, and so on. But in the end, the focus or the point of the experience does not point to the person of God. Instead, it tries to point the person in a different direction, especially with intrigue and curiosity. I find when I talk to people, the supernatural event does not cause the person to think about God, but rather it leads them away from the thought of God to a place of a mystical world where deep people are either happy, sad, or lost, or just drifting around. A lot of people then go to mediums, psychics, clairvoyants for answers about the unknown, hoping to get an answer. And why do they go to these people for answers? There is nothing godly about the experience to make him go anywhere else. The experience is usually mysterious, sometimes confusing, fearful in an unhealthy way, and obscure. There is no clear message in the experience that says, It has been sent by God. Now, on the other side of the coin, the way the supernatural operates does prove that there is a God, and I will explain why. I'll talk from experience and from the testimony of other people. The Bible declares there is a God that has been here since the beginning of creation and still exists today. In Isaiah 44, 6, God says, I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. 
Then on Isaiah 43, 10-13, it goes even further, saying that not only is there a God, but He is the only God in existence. It says this, Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Saviour. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declare the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. So now we need evidence of a God, and evidence of only one God. For us to do this, we need to look at two verses in John chapter 5, verses 18 and 21. It says this in 18, For this reason they, who are the Jews, tried all the more to kill Jesus. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. And in verse 21, it says, For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. So this person, Jesus Christ, claims to be the Son of God, therefore making himself equal as God. And not only that, he claims to have the same power and authority as God too. But many religions claim that Jesus is not the Son of God, and therefore not God. Other religions claim to have their own God, or claim that you are your own God. When I look through history, I notice one outstanding fact. The God of the Bible is the only God mentioned since the beginning of time. It is a God that has been followed, rejected and fought against by people and nations. It is not a God that has randomly appeared after mankind was created and then like so many other gods, disappeared into oblivion. This God has consistently been there time and time again and is followed by many today. The other gods mentioned throughout history have appeared in certain civilizations and many have disappeared with the civilization, never to be mentioned again. If these gods were real, where are they today? Does anyone know the god Quetzalcoatl of the Aztecs, or Kumabi of the Hittites, or Adroa of Central Africa, or Thor of the Norse people? All these gods appeared a long time after the God of the Bible, and most of them have now disappeared. And interestingly, have any of these gods appeared to people today to confirm their existence, whether by vision or visitation? Even the gods that are worshipped today in many religions never appear to anyone in any type of supernatural event, especially to peoples outside of that civilization or religion. And yet, there are many testimonies of people today and throughout history, and some of them not even knowing about the Bible God, having a visitation or a vision of Jesus Christ. The God of the Bible is the only God that I know of that actually interacts with people. So for me, that alone confirms and declares that what Isaiah says about there only being one God is absolutely correct. In the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 8, 
it rightly declares this statement. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who were by nature are not gods. And there is one more thing I need to say about this. After listening to many testimonies of people who turn to the Bible God, they all declare one thing that I never hear about any other God, present or past. They all have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the God of the Bible. If Jesus Christ was just an ordinary man like us, then at his death he would have died and it would have been impossible to have a relationship with him just as it is impossible for us to have a continual relationship with a deceased member of one of our families. Now to the second point. Does Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, have the same power and authority as God, even today? As I have observed firsthand and listened to the testimonies of people from all sorts of backgrounds and cultures, the answer is yes. All things seem to react to the name of Jesus in other religions. There have been many supernatural events happen to people in other religions, especially when they realize that the God of the Bible has been revealed to them as true. Soon as these people turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as their Lord, supernatural attacks that are not very nice start to happen against them. But in saying this, when the person who gets supernaturally attacked speaks out against it in the name of Jesus, the attack stops and the opponent behind the attack goes, it flees. Every spiritual attack and phenomenon that gets confronted with the name of Jesus ends up retreating immediately or eventually. The supernatural occurrence may put up a fight, but in the end, the name of Jesus defeats it every time. Many of these testimonies come into places where there are a lot of religions dominating the country or village they live in. I'll give you a couple of my testimonies as well. I remember one time my wife and I were praying for my brother-in-law. It was night time and as we were lying in bed, I started to pray. Then suddenly, as I mentioned my brother-in-law's name, it was like a whooshing sound came into the bedroom and the doona sunk all around my wife and I. It was like, wow, what is happening here? And a real strong evil presence came with it. I knew straight away we were being opposed for praying for my family member. So we prayed in the name of Jesus for it to go. And the evil presence left and the bedroom returned to normal. And then we continued to pray for our brother-in-law with no more interference. For me, the presence left when I mentioned the name of Jesus. Okay, this is another testimony of mine. Another time when I was a very young Christian, I had a young man approach me and invited me around to his caravan on a Sunday night after church meeting. His mother was a Christian who was praying for him, and he had some understanding of God, but he had a lot of questions unanswered as well. And at the same time, he was living with his girlfriend, who had no interest in the matter. In fact, she was opposed to anything that had God in it. It was a cool night, so the heater was blazing away in the caravan. He decided to sit on the floor while I sat on the chair while his girlfriend put the radio on and sat in the other room. He was asking me all kinds of questions, but not long afterwards, the air in the caravan went icy cold. I said, it's freezing in here. 
Then we looked at the heater and sure enough, it was still blazing away. Then a strong pressure came upon my head like someone pushing down on it, making it hard for me to think. Then as he leaned forward towards me, he said, that's strange. When I lean towards you, I feel warmth. But when I move away, I feel cold again. Finally, the penny dropped and I realized what was going on. Something spiritual in the caravan does not want me here and it does not want me to share the truth about Jesus Christ. The next thing I realized was the radio. It was a blaring out heavy rock and roll. So I said to him, can you please turn off the radio? So he did and immediately the presence left. The pressure on my head went and the warmth returned in the caravan. Then suddenly his girlfriend entered the room with uh, like an angry attitude saying, I am sick of all this God crap. It is total rubbish. And she storms off to the next room and puts the radio on in her room. Then just as before, when the radio was on in our room, the presence came back, the pressure on my head returned, and the room went stone cold again. But instead of making a big deal about it to her, I just kept on talking to her boyfriend and answering his questions. A short time later, I said goodbye to them both. But as I was going home, I prayed for them both because I really felt God pressing it on my heart to do so. I got home to my parents' house and got into bed, but I could not really sleep after what happened. Then right on midnight, the phone rang. So I flew out of bed, picked up the phone, and it was his girlfriend calling from the telephone box. She was crying uncontrollably, saying, I cannot close my eyes because every time I do, I see this big creature walking towards me. Help me, what do I do? And she repeated the same comment to me again. Now, I have never accounted this before, so I panicked. I did not know what to say, so I quickly called out to my father and said, I need help, I don't know what to do. But by the time my father got to the phone, she was gone, I had lost her. I was like Peter walking on the water when he suddenly notices the big waves around him and he panics. He sunk into the water, but Jesus reached out his hand and pulled him up. So Jesus did the same for me. I sunk in the water, unfortunately, because I panicked. But overall, the night was not wasted. He and his girlfriend believed in many more things than I did the day before. And for me, having faith in Jesus Christ and witnessing to them about Jesus was an eye-opener. Jesus protected me throughout the whole night in the caravan against the supernatural forces working against me. In conclusion, all these things prove to me that not only is Jesus Christ the Son of God, but that he has all authority of a God that nothing else can stand up to. I would like to finish with these two verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And Psalm 91.4 He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. So remember, does not matter what supernatural forces are out there, Jesus is truly Lord because he overrules them all, and nothing can get past his name because he has authority over all things. And it is his name and under his authority that you are protected when you seek and 
go under his kingdom and in his authority. Thank you once again for listening and I hope this podcast was helpful for you. Thank you. Good night.